0: Ladies and gentlemen, back again episode number 2 of uh this series of podcasts that I'm doing. Um and I got a bit of feedback on the previous podcast. Some saying it was good, some people, I mean, I know that um different platforms are um always going to attract different people, but listening to a podcast requires a bit more time than from you than the likes of Instagram which is obviously just insta it's instant it's that that's what it's uh, there for it's supposed to be quick fast um you sort of uh, just drop whatever's on your mind at that time and uh people have complimented on me on that in the last sort of while but uh, a couple of people that liked the instagram stories didn't look so much like the podcast which is fine it's going to attract different people like i said but um because of that feedback i thought i'd go um a little bit um what I thought I'd do is take anecdotes from, or today I'm going to at least take an anecdote from um, my personal training career, a story, and maybe extract a lesson from it if there's one in there. <laughs> um, today's is meh. There is a bit of a lesson in there, but it's more funny, and I wanted to tell you than anything else. So 2004 or five. It was working on a cruise ship out of Long Beach, California, and I was a personal trainer on there as well. Of course, that's all I've ever done. Um, and it was my job to look after the gym, train people that wanted training, sell them ship products because we only had ship products to sell them. And I was, uh, yeah, in charge of the spa. That, that sort of gy- the gym uh, portion of the spa. And, Worked with an amazing spa team. Anyone listens to that? It was it. Some people who were part of those spa teams might listen to this and still love you, girls. <laughs> it was all girls, mainly. And me, one other trainer, and uh, another male trainer, and uh, 18 massage therapists, manager, and hairdressers. It was great. <laughs> um, I had to open up the, the sauna, the spa, and everything else. So, the sauna, naked. I walk in, a guy naked as the day he is born, skipping in the sauna, naked, doing his workout. He had weights, he had, uh, he'd had he taken weights and a skipping rope from the gym and put them in the sauna and he was doing his workout in the sauna. So I sort of glanced in um, and then, not really believing my eyes, looked, walked, carried on walking on my way and then I realised that I had to tell this guy that you can't skip naked in the sauna, which is not something you'd really think you'd ever have to tell anyone, is it? But yeah, I said, sir, sorry, but there is, uh, you know, you're not, there's no, no skipping allowed in the, in the sauna. <laughs> and he said, really, as though that was news to him. I <laughs> was like, well, you know, we don't have a sign for it, but no, we don't allow people to skip in the sauna naked with their dick flopping around, as though um, they owned the place. <laughs> he looked distraught. Anyway, that's one of the weirdest things I've uh, had to sort of tell anyone in a gym. But let's have a look at what... Le- I know because I spoke to him afterwards when he put some clothes on and uh, come into the gym to do his workout like uh, you know, normal people would. I spoke to him afterwards that he had a, um, a weight loss goal set for his first day of the cruise. He'd booked the cruise months in advance and he had uh, wanted to get down to a certain weight, I can't remember what it was, um, by the, the first day of the cruise. And that was the first day of the cruise. And he was, I guess he was not quite there yet, hence him skipping in the sauna naked. Couple of things, one, he would have obviously lost a lot of weight by skipping in the sauna naked if you're gonna wanna, if you literally wanna lose scale weight and have it drop off. If you, are like a fighter, for example, would want to do that because they need to make a certain weight and it is um, literally a number on the scale that they're looking at. They're not looking at body composition. They're not looking at uh, anything else like that. They're just looking at the, the number on the scales. They, they dehydrate themselves, of course. You dehydrate yourself and it'll go down. It's not fat. That guy had an aesthetic goal. He wanted to lose weight. He wanted to lose fat. He thought he wanted to lose scale weight. He actually wanted to lose fat. I assume, I mean... I'm making a slight assumption there, but we all want to lose fat, right? We don't care really about what the scale says. If you drink a a half litre of water, you put on, you know, three pounds or whatever that weighs, but you've not got fatter for it. Anyway, that's the first point. The point is that he was being an idiot (laughs) he did not have a clue what weight what that what was happening by that process he was doing sweating out a load of uh, water and micronutrients that are actually quite useful to the body and you're gonna have to put them back in at some point or feel like shit Um, the second one is the one I wanted to get spend a bit more time on is if you book if he had six months to lose weight and he was (laughs) left it to the, to the point of the day of the cruise, getting onto uh, the, getting into the sauna and the checking scales to see if he'd got down to his goal weight, he hasn't planned. Now we can very precisely predict rate of weight loss, especially over durations like that, over six months or more, three months even, you can very precisely predict. We know that when you are, um, When you are 7,000 calories short, when you have um, expended 7,000 calories more than you've ingested, that you've taken on board, you will lose one kilo. Of course, that is in a vacuum, a robot. That's what happens if we put somebody in a uh, 350-calorie deficit. 350 times 20 days would give you that 7,000 calories you're after. 7,000 calories equates to one kilo of Body fat. Uh, once you've turned over more cal- uh, those calories and not put them in, you will have lost that body fat. If we were robots, we're not robots. So I understand the uh, the sort of uh, sort of skepticism around those numbers because it doesn't literally happen because of water intake and hydration and food in your gut. Um, also, you've even taken to fa- factors like um, the. Uh, uh, glycogen stores being full versus being empty, a bodybuilder would call that being flat versus being full, um, and, and, and that can, in somebody who's muscular, can equate to quite a, quite a bit of weight, you know, a kilo or more, um, if, um, if, if you're an 80 kilo male, the difference between having filled full glycogen stores, of, by that I mean having eaten carbohydrates and trained to some degree, you will fill those glycogen stores and there will be extra weight come along with that and it's obviously not fat Um, but we can predict that rate of weight loss so if he had and he did have um, 10 kilos to lose and we wanted there's a 20 days can be 1 kilo we know 200 days therefore could be your 10 kilo no problem I'm just pointing out that you can happily, happily um, put a calorie deficit in place and lose weight at a decent rate if you adhere to it. What I much prefer to do with people instead of giving them that 350, for example, that 350 per day deficit is quite attainable. um, Definitely on a weekday, (laughs) definitely short term, being in a 300 calorie deficit daily is not a big issue for most people. It would allow anyone who's remotely active and um, yeah, who, anybody who is who moves um, uh, and is not a tiny frame. I understand that somebody who's small gets to eat a lot less calories than somebody who's larger, but it would put somebody in um, a deficit that's sustainable. Sustainable for the week and maybe a weekend or two. The mistake people make is they go overboard at a weekend and that... Um, that 350 what's that for five days that that is uh once what's that somebody do the maths for me that do you add those up over five days that's the deficit you've done for the week you could easily chew into that deficit by doing a dubai style brunch if you uh, go and uh, throw gallons of beer down your neck and eat shit. Of course, that deficit gets eaten into, if not taking you into a surplus after the, uh, after the week is finished. We look at net calories accumulate. It's not weight loss doesn't happen because of one day, not even one week and not even really one month. We want a deficit that's sustainable over time. A deficit that allows you to have your treats at weekends, maybe have a treat in the day. And doesn't feel like absolute, you know, torture to, to to sustain. So there we have it. You could easily, um, you could easily plan six months weight loss. Ten, uh, maybe not. I mean, ten kilos would be good going in six months, but five, one a month, easy. I've had complaints before because somebody's lost been losing only um, two pounds, one kilo. A month. The lady said, I'm, "I've only lost two pounds this month." She stayed with me for um, an entire year, and that's one kilo times twelve. She's twelve kilos down after a year. After a year, if you're sniffing at that, then pff, I can't help you. That's an absolute result um, to, to 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 lose twelve kilo and keep it off over a year. Um, depending on the size, we could even look at losing twice that amount. But the size of a person, we could lo- look at losing twice that amount. There you have it, guys. A uh, decent, a decent diet can, first of all, the weight loss can be predicted. Second of all, it can be sustainable. And uh, that cut was all taken from a guy skipping naked in the sauna. Yes. Uh, so maybe that, <laughs> hopefully that was a little bit more of an interesting podcast than my one from the other day. Anyway, that's done and dusted for today. Um, I'm gonna try for um a guest i've got a guest in mind she needs to agree to it she doesn't know she might even listen to this um i'm going to message her in a minute i'm going to try and drop podcasts with guests on a thursday so i'll be back on thursday that's in five days time have a good week guys Bye bye